0: And our chapter for today is the Beloved Psalm 23. There is no doubt in my mind as a pastor for coming up on 50 years now that the passage that is most often quoted, even more than John 3.16, is Psalm 23. It's known by even those who are not God followers. They know of the Beloved Shepherd's Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. That's right. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. And he does this for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. God Almighty, beloved shepherd, your rod and your staff, they encourage me. They comfort me along the way. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You show that your anointing is upon my life. Because while my enemies watch, you prepare a table to honor me and to show that I have favor with you. You anoint my head with oil right in front of my enemies, and my cup is running over with your blessings. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is not a song of death. It's a song of life. Many of you, when you have heard this psalm, you have heard it at funerals and memorial services. It is a comfort because it talks about the valley of the shadow of death. But it's much more than a song of death that needs to be read just at memorial services. You've seen it on bulletins. You've seen it on billboards. You've seen it on marquees in front of funeral homes and cemeteries. But David was not talking about death. He was talking about life. Oh, yes. In the end, he said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We'll get to that. But I want us to look, first of all, at the very meaning of the psalm itself. It's not a song of death. It's a song of life. It's a song of provision in this life, a song of protection in this life. God is our shepherd. That means He guides us. He leads us. Everybody needs direction. Everybody needs purpose. Everyone needs a plan. The shepherd of God, God Himself, will lead us in His path. That's why we're doing the 365 Bible reading plan, so we can know God and know His plan, His will for our lives, and do it. The most exciting adventure in all of life is to know God to truly know him, to walk with him, to be intimate with him, to know his will, his plan, his purpose, why he put us on this planet, why at this time in world history. He could have planted us any time, but he put us here now on purpose, with purpose, for a purpose. And he will guide us. He's our shepherd. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. Come to Israel with me, and in the north, in the south, wherever there are shepherds and sheep, I will show you a shepherd that's leading his sheep, not driving them, he's guiding them. And you will see all over the Judean hills, all over the Negev, you will see paths where sheep have gone, one right after the other, over a period of time, and in that way is the way that the shepherd leads them, guides them, allows them to go, and he is leading them toward green pastures so they can have nourishment. He leads them beside still waters. Why still waters? Because a sheep will not drink out of a swift flowing stream. If it is a swift flowing stream, I've seen sheep walk up and down till they find a little eddy, that is a little pool that's off to the side that's still enough to drink from, and they drink. The shepherd looks for that, and yes, there is a valley of the shadow of death. Yes, there is a canyon that all of us will have to walk through at some time or another. The pilgrims on their way up to the great feast would walk up to Jerusalem many times through these great roads and canyons. Why? Because there was shade there. There was water there. There was food there. All of that, yes, but there were also dangers. There were bandits. There were robbers because anywhere you have people and them in multitude, you're going to have people trying to make it an inroad into meanness and ungodliness and robbery and to do all the things that are evil. Anywhere you have good godly people, you're going to have opposition and you're going to have people that are trying to get something for nothing. It was no different in David's world. And he said, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I have one that's protecting me. Again, this psalm is filled with God's promises of provision, not of just death and dying, not just at the time of death. God provides for us in life. He really does. We can trust him. He is our loving shepherd. God is not some great ogre in the sky just waiting till we get out of line so he can zap us with lightning or send cancer or judgment our way. That's not the heart of our God. Our God is a gentle shepherd. He guides us, He loves us. He's our father, He cares for us. Now, He's not a grandfather to let us do anything we want, as most grandfathers do, but a father. He's guiding, He's nurturing. He's providing, and God knows how to honor us when it's time. That's what verse 5 is about. It's about God honoring us in front of our enemies. Now, I hear all kinds of interpretations about that, and that's okay, but I can tell you what this psalm, verse 5, is about, is about God honoring David in the presence of his enemies, and he did that over and over again. You see, God has the final say in our lives, not what somebody says or what someone accuses us of or what someone thinks of us or what someone sets us up for evil and the enemies of our soul that try to tear us down and talk about us and gossip about us. Listen, this happens in every life that's going to be sought to live godly. You're going to have persecution. You're going to be mistreated. You're going to be maligned. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be misrepresented, misjudged, all the phrases. But I can tell you my own life, most of my trouble has come from me and the bad choices I've made. Now, people many times will harm and hurt you and do all kinds of things against you. But let me tell you, just living life knowing God is more than I deserve. And by the way, it's more than you deserve. It's the grace of Almighty God. But God many times will show his good favor and hand upon us by giving us something in the presence of our enemies. He will set a table for us. He'll feed us. He'll honor us. He'll anoint our head with oil in front of people that have maligned us and all that just have kills them. You see, God knows how to do things in a way that you and I never could. But I want to hurriedly get to verse 6 before our time runs out. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is an interesting phrase, and many of you have heard me explain this standing over Wadi Kelt, the great valley of the shadow of death between Jerusalem and Jericho. David says, Surely this is a surefire thing. This is the truth. God's goodness, that's the word tov for those of you who have understood a few Hebrew words. This is the word for good, not just in the sense of versus bad, but good in every sense of the word. It's one of those words that's akin to shalom. It talks about goodness in every sense of the word. Mercy is not the normal word for mercy. There are two or three in the Hebrew language. This is the word chesed. C H E S E D, and the E's have little tense over them in our English vocabulary. Hesed. Hesed is David's word. I believe it is that which makes him a man after God's own heart. Hesed. Hesed is translated a dozen different ways in our English Bibles. Why? Because, like a diamond, it is so multifaceted, there is no one word that can translate it. It's love. It's loving kindness, it's generosity, it's faithfulness, loyalty, it is keeping of the covenant, on and on and on. All of that is wrapped up in Hesed. It was spoken of David twice over more than any other word that describes him. David spoke of Hesed twice over more than any person that wrote about it. David experienced the Hesed of God more than any other. I asked an old rabbi one time in Israel, I said, can you explain Chesed to me? And he looked at me as though I had slapped him in the face. And he said, Chesed? He said, it is such a magnificent word. It speaks really of the God character that is in the best of us and God filling us at our best. He said that in order for someone to truly Give and express chesed towards someone, that person has to be dead. In other words, in order for our motive to be pure, that is, for us to express true chesed, there can be no thought of return that selfishly comes back to us. And this rabbi told me that he believed that because our hearts are wicked, because our motivations are not always pure, that even in the best circumstances, we feel like when we do something for someone, it's going to benefit us in one way or another. Someone is going to return something. But he said, indeed, if we're going to have true hesit in this life, we can only do it to someone that can have no way of ever returning the favor, so to speak. So hesed is that that God does for us, all that God does for us that we do not deserve. It's all that God withholds from us that we do deserve. It is God's faithfulness, his loyalty, his generosity, his kindness, his love, his mercy, his goodness, all of that wrapped up in one word. Surely goodness and mercy, hesed shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Why? Because these two qualities have followed us. But I'm not finished yet. You see, the word follow is translated a couple of other ways. and I don't know why this lame, benign, soft translation, I guess it's just the motif of the psalm. The context of the psalm is gentleness. But the word follow me is translated hotly pursue. It's translated chase after. In the old King James, it's translated over and over again, hotly pursue and chase after. This very word. Let's translate follow here. Well, let's put those two translations onto this, and let's see if it doesn't change our minds about this whole passage. What David said is, Surely the goodness of God, Tov and Hesed shall hotly pursue me all the days of my life. And that's the reason I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever, is because God has hotly pursued me all the days of my life. When I ran, God ran after me. That's pretty good news, folks. Surely the goodness and mercy of God, Tov, Chesed, has chased after me all the days of my life. You see, God has been on my trail since birth. God has been hotly pursuing you. He's chased after you all the days of your life. You've not chased after God. We don't have many God chasers today. No, the reason we pursue him is because he has pursued us. The reason we love him is because he first loved us and gave himself for us. Even while we were sinners, shaking our fist in rebellion in the face of God, Jesus loved us and died for us. He gave his life for us. He's chased after us all the days of our lives. And because of that, and only because of that, we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen and amen. For On the Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions.